you to join me in Psalm 119. We'll be specifically looking at verses 25 to 32 as we continue our series through the Psalms in Psalm 119, verse 25 to 32. Psalm 119, 25 to 32. says this, My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. I have declared my ways and you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts. So shall I meditate on your wonderful works. My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. Remove from me the way of lying and grant me your law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments I have laid before me. I cling to your testimonies. O Lord, do not put me to shame. I will run the course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. It's interesting the the way that this verse starts, this passage in, in verse 25. My soul clings to the dust. When you're flowing right out of verse 24 into verse 25, or verse 24 is, your, your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. He, he's in a good place. The psalmist is, is exciting. He's delighting in the Lord. He's delighting in his word. Then you come to verse 25. My soul clings to the dust. As we work our way through this, we'll see first the situation that we see here in verse 25, the situation in which the psalmist finds himself, and then the way forward in verses 26 to 32. But the situation that he finds himself is his soul clinging to the dust. The picture here is someone who is prostrate, laying on the ground, face down with his face in the dirt. Something has overcome the psalmist that has stolen his strength. It has stolen his breath. He lays down weak, defeated, overcome. We're not told exactly what it is in this psalm. We don't know if it is enemies that have surrounded him, that have attacked him. We don't know if it is sin that he is struggling through. We don't know if it's just the the general struggles of life. Life is hard. Maybe it's just the general struggles of life, one thing after the other that is just hitting him and he feels powerless and he finds himself now face down, prostrate on the ground. My soul clings to the dust. He's in a place where he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know where to go. He needs direction. It's important that when you need direction that you go to the right place to get directions. The psalmist, praise the Lord, goes to the right place. Revive me according to your word. Whatever it is that is troubling the psalmist's soul, he knows that the answer is found in the word of God. So he turns to the right place, but even the right tool must be used in the right way, right? If you're you're building something that calls for a hammer and you've got your hammer with you, that's good. You've got the right tool, but you've got to know how to use it. You don't flip it over and hit things with the handle. 
That's the wrong way to use the right tool. So he turns to the right place. He turns to the Lord. He turns to his word. Well, what does he do? What is the way forward? He finds himself overcome, prostrate, face down. Whatever it is that is on him, it is bearing heavy on him. How does he move forward? There's really three steps here. And the first step is found in verse 26. Declare. I have declared my ways and you answered me. Teach me your statutes. I have declared my ways. The idea here is the idea of confession. Like we mentioned before, maybe it is confession of sin. Maybe it's just confession of of weakness and of worry and of fear. God, I, I find myself here. I don't know what is going on. I feel defeated. I am overcome. I'm going to be honest. I am worried about the future. Fear has overtaken me. My strength is gone. I don't know what to do or where to turn. I have declared my ways. Thankfully, he turns to the right place. He brings this confession. And that's really the first step of healing, is it not? The first step of healing is confession. It is a coming to grips with the truth, turning to the right place to find the answers. And that's what we find the psalmist doing here. I have declared my ways. And here's the good news. And don't overlook the significance of this. It would be easy just to, to move on. I've declared my ways and move on. But don't overlook the significance of the fact that you answered me. The psalmist is pouring out his heart to one who hears. The psalmist is not standing there just shouting into the void. Rather, he is bringing his complaint, he is bringing his request, he is bringing his his fears, he is bringing these needs before a God who hears and a God who cares. Brothers and sisters, rejoice this evening that you have a God who answers you, who hears your prayer. And notice the psalmist's response here. Not only has he poured out his heart, he's brought his, his, his ways, he's declared them to the Lord, he knows that the Lord has heard him and answered. And having submitted and confessed, now he is ready to learn. Teach me your statutes. Note carefully his request here. It is not remove this from me completely. It's not just a desire to merely be free of trouble. It is a desire and a recognition to learn. I need to learn. I need to grow. And as I, as I confess my ways to you, Lord, and, and you've answered me, I know that you are doing something in me. So now my desire is that you would complete in me what you have begun. That you would teach me whatever it is that you were trying to teach me. Let me learn. So step one in this way forward, this way towards healing, is to declare or confess, bring your requests to the Lord. Step two then is to meditate in verses 27 to 29. Make me understand the way of your precepts. 
It's really a, a prayer that begins here. Make me understand the way of your precepts. This takes our mind even back to Psalm 119.18, a verse that we highlighted last time we were in this passage in Psalm 119, where the psalmist cries out, Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things. The context there is as he's studying the word of God. Help me to see and learn and grow. The psalmist here is making that same confession. I need you to grow. I need you to open my eyes. Help me see the truth. Make me understand the way of your precepts. So shall I meditate on your wonderful works. That's interesting. He doesn't say, so shall I meditate on your wonderful words. Right? That's what we would expect when you're dealing with a passage like the Psalm 119, a, a really an ode to the word of God, constantly going back to the word. Even going back to verse 25, he says, revive me according to your word. He recognizes that he needs to turn to the word. And yet here he says, make me understand your precepts, so shall I meditate on your wonderful works. You see, God's great works testify to the great power of his word. It testifies to who he is. So not only as the word, as, as the psalmist understands the way of your precepts, what you say, as he meditates on those, he also meditates on your wonderful works, what you do. And he's all the more encouraged as he meditates on a God who has power over nature. A God who is creator. A God whose sovereign hand can be seen all throughout the works of, of the Bible that, that those record for us. As he has parted seas and, and, and torn down nations and torn down walls and shaken mountains. Armies have fleed before him. The sun has stood still. This is a powerful God. As you meditate on these awesome works of God, all it does is build more confidence in you towards his awesome word. And yet his problem is not over. Verse 28, my soul melts from heaviness. It melts from heaviness. I'm over, calm. And what I need to be is strengthened and that strengthening comes from your word. Strengthen me according to your word. My strength comes from the Lord through his word. Remove from me the way of lying. Really a, a desperate desire to change here. The psalmist knows where he needs to be, and yet he knows where he is. He knows his own heart. I am a desperate sinner. I am a great sinner. Save me from myself, God. Remove from me the way of lying and grant me your law graciously. Whereas the prayer of Psalm 26, as he confesses, uh, of Psalm 119.26, as the psalmist confesses uh, his fears or his sin or whatever it is that, that he's dealing with here, the prayer there is, I want to learn from you. Here in verses 27 to 29, as the psalmist meditates on his word, the prayer is, I want to be like you. I want to learn from you. I want to be like you. And then as you move to verses 30 to 32, the prayer becomes, and I want to know you. 
That's step three in this process. Not only confession, not only meditation, but resolution. Resolve. This is where I stand. I have chosen the way of truth. I've chosen it. This is where I stand. Your judgments I have laid before me. I cling to your testimonies. That's interesting there. When you go back to verse 25, my soul clings to the dust. That's the same word, cling. My soul clings to the dust now. As the psalmist has confessed these things, as the psalmist has meditated on his word, as the psalmist now is resolved and moving forward, now his prayer has moved to, I cling to your testimonies. His soul did cling to the dust in despair. Now his soul clings to the Lord and his word in hope. I will persist in the word of God. I will persist in faithfulness. I will persist in meditating upon these truths and these works of God. The Lord, do not put me to shame. I will run the course of your commandments. I will run the course of your commands for you shall enlarge my heart. The idea there is to to grow in understanding of God's word. To grow more and more and more. To take in more and more and more. I will keep growing, keep pursuing because I want to know you. So what is the answer to the psalmist's desperate need in verse 25? It is to learn from the Lord. It is to be like the Lord. It is to know the Lord. And all of those things come to us through his word. As the psalmist knows. In his greatest need, he turns to the right place for counsel. He turns for the right place, for example. So brothers and sisters, even as we just quickly work our way through these verses... I don't know what it is that you are dealing with this evening, what things are on your heart this week, what burdens you've carried with you from last year, what burdens lie ahead of us in the coming year. But this I know, that when your soul does cling to the dust, that there is revival in the word of God. So cling to that word. Confess your fears. Move forward in faith. Meditate on the word and resolve to stand in the truth. We're going to take some prayer requests now and then we're going to pray for